Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here as always with my co-host, Donna Lee. Hello, everybody. Happy day to all of you. This is a men's health show. This has been brought to you by the urology practice that I started in 2007, NAU Urology Specialist. We have four physician providers, six mid-level providers, three pelvic floor physical therapists. We do sleep medicine because Mm -hmm. it has a significant impact on both hormonal and urologic health in general. We have in-house sex therapy. We are an integrated practice that believes in nutrition and you as an individual being treated well. And we are very proud of the kind of product that we put out there and the care we take that we provide for the patients that we are charged with. Mm-hmm. That's right. Holistic urology. Holistic urology. We're coming up with something. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. Or maybe. It's I awesome. To, it, yeah. it's, it's an tri- Austin thing. It, it's, a tri- it's an Austin <laughs> thing. Most of you guys listen to us on the radio here on KOBJ News Radio, but this show is weekly put into a podcast. Armor, A-R-M-O-R, Men's Health Hour, mm-hmm. even though each segment is only 11 minutes. We still right. call it the hour. I know. I'm sure people on the other side of the world are confused. They're like, the hours are very short in America. I don't think that's <laughs> why. That's a very funny accent there. <laughs> was, we, we do have a couple of Thai patients, so that's really nice. Thank, thanks for that. I don't know how to do another accent on the spot. <laughs> All I got is Thai. <laughs> it's the only thing in my pocket. Donna. <laughs> Donna. That hour is so short over there. That's what my mom would say. <laughs> that's what my mom would say. Well, there you go. She, she lived in Lockhart for 50 years, but right? apparently she never lost she the tie. lose her accent. There you go. Donna, how do people get a hold of us? How do people make appointments with our office? You can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. You can email us your amazing questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. You can see our very shiny faces at our website, on our website, which is armormenshealth.com. And you can see all the tons and tons of services that Dr. Mystery does. And it, it proves on the website that his name is correct and real as M-I-S-T-R-Y. We're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs, Texas. Uh, almost all the doctors here have specialty areas of interest, although all of us do general urology. Uh, Dr. Yang is known for his erectile dysfunction and prosthetics work. Dr. Giacomides was chief of staff and uh, an incredible urologist at Baylor Scott & White for many years and has done quite a bit of BPH surgery and even cancer surgery, open surgery. And Dr. Ong, who came to us from uh, Breckenridge Hospital, the old Breckenridge, uh, like right. we like to say here, has incredible experience with stone disease and really, really sick patients. So I think that we have an incredible team here. Our mid-level providers, both PAs and nurse practitioners are spectacular and uh, we would love to see you. But your questions are what keep this show going. Mm-hmm. So Donna, why don't you get ahead us a question? Well, this one was a little not upsetting, but I was really concerned for this patient and I thought that you would be a really good starting point for him. But it's very brief, but I think it's packed full of information that you can share. Dr. Mystery, what, in your opinion, would be the best treatment for prostate cancer for a 58-year-old man in stage two? That's a great question. So stages for prostate cancer can be a difficult part of the uh, thing for people to (laughs) understand. And I'm not completely certain that people necessarily have a great idea of what uh, stage 2 prostate cancer. So uh, suffice to say that stage 1 and stage 2 prostate cancer, if that's really what it is, Mm -hmm. is still localized to the prostate. So the question is, what is the best treatment for a 58-year-old who has cancer that we still think is in the prostate gland? What a great question. Just this week alone, not only did I see multiple patients who had prostate cancer for a second opinion, but I actually had some of my own patients go elsewhere 
for a second opinion and mm-hmm. get a different to get a different opinion. And oftentimes that's what you're going to get. If you're looking for a second opinion, make sure you're actually looking for another evaluation of your case, not just somebody to tell you what you wanted to hear. Hmm. If you don't want surgery, you're going to find a doctor that says don't do surgery. Mm-hmm. If you want surgery, you're going to find a doctor that says do surgery. So if you're seeking your second opinion, you can just uh, be assured that you're going to find somebody that, that gives you that. But when it comes to cancer that's localized to the prostate, we evaluate it on several different bases. Number one is how aggressive does the cancer look? Does it look like it's something that's going to grow and kill you? Stage mm. two is generally something that's located on both sides of the prostate gland. We would consider that a little bit more aggressive. Okay. The second thing is we look at the patient. A 58-year-old man, not all 58-year-olds come in the same package. Right. So there are 58-year-olds and 68-year-olds and 78-year-olds that come in on bicycles after having run a half marathon, and those guys are going to live forever. So even, you know, a little bit of a cancer could cause them a, a you know, shortening of their life expectancy. You could, we find 58-year-olds that are coming in on oxygen using a mm. walker. Yeah. Those guys, even the most aggressive prostate cancer is not going to take any years off your life. If, the so, guy, if this guy's picture is current, he's very fit and healthy looking. Please do not send your picture to Donna. She is a <laughs> married woman, for heaven's sake. He's a very <laughs> handsome man, this guy. So, so then we have the issue with... Um, uh, what is important to you? So I tell patients when they see me that this decision about what to do about your cancer is just as much about biology as it is about psychology. So when I see a guy, and you'll see them, they'll come in and I'll tell them that they have a very small amount of prostate cancer, and they break down bawling, oh. and they're inconsolable. And you really? see them next time, and the cancer diagnosis is so is, is hurting them so much they can't sleep at night. They're going to be depressed. Oh. Those guys, I say, well, let's take the prostate out because you're not going to be able to live with this in your body. Almost anything short of taking it out is not going to be satisfying to you. Oh then you meet a guy who comes in, and he doesn't want anything to impact his squash game. Hmm. No amount of leaking. He, nothing can leak. And incontinence, stress incontinence, is a known potential complication of a radical prostatectomy. Mm-hmm. So that guy, you might you might steer him towards one in which you keep the prostate, you know, in place. Watchful waiting. Then you get a guy who's 58 and he's coming in with his 31-year-old wife and they want to start a family. Oh boy. And they and they want to be incredibly sexually active. That's called intercourse there, Donna, that in case you're exhausting. wondering. Yes. Uh, and so if you're <laughs> it, it, so that kind of patient doesn't want anything to impact his erections. Mm-hmm. So he can't get hormones and do radiation. He's going to he's going to suffer erectile dysfunction and mm-hmm. he may not want to have his prostate out. Then you meet a 58-year-old guy that has children who are 12 and 13 mm-hmm. and that the prospect of not being around for them as they grow older is like devastating to them. Then you meet 58-year-olds who are retired. Right. They've already got the Corvette. <laughs> they just want to live life to the fullest. The Lamborghini. And they don't want. They don't want. <laughs> they don't want. <laughs> they don't want anything to interfere. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That they, they, they're they're willing to let nature and God have their say and not do anything. Hmm. So uh, I gave you all those different examples because we see those patients every single each one of those every single day i'll see each one of the gamut every day and so if i just had a one-size-fits-all strategy for prostate cancer you know i wouldn't be servicing the needs of more than half the patients right i would say that you know if if a 58 year old would kind of be what i would say my older brother is Mm -hmm. and patients are always asking me if it were you what would you do and i say well listen if it's me i'd rather not have surgery i want to keep my erections and not leak I love high-intensity focused ultrasound mm-hmm. if the cancer is appropriate for it. Right. That's a localized therapy. It's done as an outpatient setting. You have a minimal catheterization requirements. If it's done properly, it has minimal effects on your erections and continence, so you won't be leaking. Mm-hmm. 
But I say, if it's my older brother, I'm going to have him on the table and I'm going to take his prostate out because I want my older brother living for as long as possible. Right. Because a radical prostatectomy remains the best treatment huh. for localized prostate cancer. Well, that's fascinating. So I, I treat people differently. Right. Because, you know, my dad, I would make him go through radical surgery too. You know, mm. <laughs> you know and that's what I do. Now, so then you say, well, you mentioned two of them, but you didn't mention radiation. Who's the appropriate radiation candidate? Right. Well, uh, we do radiation on, on a good number of patients. So the kind of patient that's perfect for radiation is the 70-year-old guy who has diabetes and high blood pressure, maybe a little overweight, not really that interested in going through a major operation, but his mm -hmm. cancer is a little bit more significant. He want, he, it's, it's a little worse than something I would just watch. Okay. So I think he needs treatment. He's not sexually active. And so then a large part or oftentimes with radiation therapy, they give you a drug that takes away your hormones or takes away your testosterone. Mm. That can make you feel a little weak, can make you feel, uh, you know, not horny because it takes away all your testosterone. Right. It can make you even go through menopause, hot flashes and things like that. Does it make you sad or depressed? Only if those things matter to you. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe a lot of, that's what I've been taking all these years. <laughs> but sometimes they don't. Sometimes <laughs> they don't. And so, and and so, um, for that kind of patient, so so I'll probably refer about three patients, three to six patients a month for radiation therapy. Mm. We'll do about ten patients who get a radical prostatectomies, and about eight or ten who are appropriate for high intensity focused ultrasound. And and I think that that's an appropriate way of approaching it. Now, of course. Uh, you know, a quarter of patients don't get any treatment at all. We just watch them. So, mm -hmm. you know, a 68-year-old guy in pretty good health with very little prostate cancer, we might just watch it. And uh, what we watch it for, we watch it by PSA levels. We watch it by repeat biopsies. We watch it with repeat MRIs. Mm -hmm. So it's we have all these cool tools now that allow us to watch these patients and make sure their disease doesn't get out of hand. That's right. Uh, surveillance, active surveillance or watchful no, waiting? No, it's not. What, remember, the patient got mad at us yeah. when I said watchful waiting. So we're actively Active surveilling, surveilling like, like Batman <laughs> on your stoop outside. We have little capes on. <laughs> capes it is, on. That is it. How do people get a second opinion on their prostate cancer? You can call us for that second opinion at 512-238-0762. Reference the second opinion, please. Or you can ask for me, Donna. Uh, our website's armormenshealth.com. And our email address, again, is armormenshealth at gmail.com. And you can check out our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. They're free. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com.